Hey guys, do you have time to chat real quick before we start the show? Of course, Nate of the Northern Plains. We always have time to chat with the guy who invented putting butter on bread and corn. <laughs> yeah, Nate of the Northern Plains. Chatting with you is sweeter than a sugar plum pancake. Well said, Brent. Thank you, Catherine. That's nice, but I screwed up last week's intros yet again, and I'd like you two to turn me into the proper authorities and collect the reward. Hush your mouth and be quiet, you wonderful bundle of joy. We would never turn you into the proper authorities, no matter how big the reward was. Yeah, you wonderful bundle of joy. We wouldn't turn you in even if the reward was 6000 bucks or more. I know, but if these new intros are wrong in any way, I want you both to get that money and spend it on your families, okay? Go ahead and open up your new scripts and let's start the show. You are listening to the North American Friends Movie Club. A show where we talk about films. Movies. And the cinema. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Kate? Sure thing. I'm Kate and I'm the new X-Man. Holy moly. <laughs> That's so cool, Kate. I didn't even know you were a mutant. Yeah, I've been a mutant ever since I accidentally microwaved my cell phone. And a beam shot out of the microwave straight into my eyes and brain. Oh no, the 5G. Yeah, it was the 5G, I think. Anyway, it gave me superpowers, and now I'm a mutant X-Man. Speaking of weird mutations, why don't you go ahead and... Uh... Wait, 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 wait. Aren't you going to tell us your mutant power? Excuse me? Like Wolverine has those claws. What's your thing? I can't believe you would ask me that. Really, Brent? It's 2023, and you're asking a woman what her X-Man mutant power is? I can tell by your tone that I have made a terrible mistake. Yeah, you're going to get canceled, dude. Don't edit that out, Nate. I want everyone to hear what he said. Speaking of weird little mutant freaks, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Brent? <laughs> Thank you, Catherine. I'm Brent, and I'm the only adult who's currently trying to find Catherine San Diego. I've chased this lady all the way from Timbuk2 to Timbuk3 and everywhere in between. To be honest, I'm starting to get frustrated. I beg for backup and all the chief sends is a bunch of nerdy teenagers who can't even do a push-up. But you can't do a push-up either due to your shoulder injury. That's neither here nor there. The point is, I need some adults to help me catch this dastardly damsel. On my watch, she's stolen the Statue of Liberty's hat, the towels of Redwood in California, and the crack in the Liberty Bell. Are you sure she didn't just steal the Liberty Bell and replace it with a different bell? No. She stole the crack, Kate. I double-checked. Now, will you two please come help me? No. Absolutely not. But I will introduce myself. I'm Nate. Let's start the show. This is what it sounds like when we're doing a podcast. We're currently doing one. This is the North American Friends Movie Club, uh, and it's in the name of our show. We did it on purpose. We chose our name on purpose, and it goes like this. Friends come before movie club. So, friends, how we doing? Freaking great. Freaking great? Freaking great. Well, why don't you say be more specific about it? <laughs> I don't know. I just always feel pressure to be the first person to speak. Mm, Brent, so you I, go first this week. Thank you. Me? The other Brent. You have so many updates. Not really. Well, last up episode we talked about the watches, twenty twenty three, uh, Pepper Watch and Long Hair Watch. Mm -hmm. Uh, nothing on the Pepper Watch. No garbage night. Never saw. Her. <sighs> Um, long hair watch the day the episode that we established the long hair watch, which was Thursday, October fifth, uh, uh, came out. I cut my I cut my hair off. Ooh. The audience is so disappointed, Brent. Well, they don't know what it's like to walk around with a head full of salad. So I wa I got up early on Thursday, did my stuff, and then I said, hmm, I was out in the car, I was out in the boat in the community, and I said, 
hmm, I wonder if I check the booking site, if I can get in to get a haircut uh, today. Um, even though my barber's not there, he's still off on uh, surgery leave, whatever. So I checked, and they brought in two guest barbers. <gasps> and one was a female, one was a male, and I picked the male. Um, Sexist. No, because here's my reason behind it, because I knew this is a, it's kind of, it's, this barbershop's owned by a young guy. It's got, like, skateboards on the wall and pictures of Dracula and <laughs> monsters. It's a, it's a cool place. It's a very cool place. Like, they wear, like, the big Carhartt aprons and, you know. It's a cool barbershop. So <laughs> uh, I knew the girl, female barber, was going to be one of those people with tattoos on her face mm-hmm. and very attractive. And, yeah. And I didn't want to be that guy that's going to pick. I walk in and the owner is looking at me like, oh, yeah, you coming in and picking the girl. Yeah. I didn't want to be that guy. It's ally move by me, ultimately. Didn't want to make everybody uncomfortable. So I chose the guy. So here's where the story gets interesting. I walk in 20 minutes before my appointment because he had nothing booked for the day. So I was like, I can show up early. I bet she takes me early. So I walk in and I hear in the thickest British accent, Oh, what's your name? And I was like, I thought it was you two right away. Like, Tommy, Tommy, <laughs> get the care. So I was like, Brent, he's like, ah, young man, come have a seat over here. I was like, oh, my fucking God, what is about to happen to me here? He's only in his mid-twenties. And I was like, this is a sign from God. I, I got... A Peaky Blinder cut my hair. And he's English? He's British? Yeah. Um, he's British. He lives in Halifax, I think. And the, he came down to help out while the surgery leave was on. They so, flew him in. Yeah. He's a ringer. Oh. And who walks by but the female barber. I was right. 100%. She had the Kat Von D tattoo along her temple. I was just right away. It would have been uncomfortable for everybody if I had to pick that one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gary was like, oh, thank God this apron's here. Uh, um, so <laughs> he um, he starts, he, he yells when he talks, which is British. And he's calling me young man, even though I'm 41 and he's 25. And he's look very, he's very cool looking. He's got tattoos, nice hair, curly TikTok hair, and he's yelling and he's cursing. And I'm like, this is the best experience. But he, there's a ring light behind me, on me. Sure. He's got the Jack Daniel spray bottle with water in it. I'm like, this is the coolest thing. I'm fucking cool. And then the first time in 41 years, he looks at me. He's like, hey, bruv, you want me to line you up? And I'm like, yeah, yeah fucking right line me up the first time anyone in 41 years has asked you if you need want to be lined up yeah no idea what it means had it done <laughs> no one's ever asked me so i'm with exactly you. understand never had it done no one asked a 40 year old one year old white guy if i want to be lined up still had it done still don't know what it means and then he's uh he's like you want me to uh taper in your beard into your hair i'm like sure yeah do it up because this guy he's very aggressive when he does it which is good because i like that because it's confident and he's like i'm not hurting you am i i'm like no 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 go at it and he was doing he's like you want me to give you a fade i was like uh no i was like no i don't want to fade he's like i oh, don't want to shock the missus eh i'm like no i don't want to shock the missus <laughs> and then he's I'm, I'm loving it there's cool music playing I got this guy doing his thing. There's a ring light on me. I'm like, I'm going to end up looking like a fucking Peaky Blinder by the time I leave out of here. And then I'm having such a good time. I say, hey, why don't we do the beard? Mm-hmm. And he's like, you don't want to be walking around with a wonky beard. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I don't really go anywhere, but you're right. I don't want to be walking around with a wonky beard. Let's do it up. He's like, taper it. I'm like, yeah. He's like, keep the length. I'm like, yeah. He's like, we'll get rid of the, the flyaways. I'm like, yeah, do it all. And he's doing it, and I'm like, holy fuck, this is crazy. And then he looks at me afterwards. I'm like, this guy's going to fucking, like, cost me $200. And then he looks at me and says, you want some straight razor work? I'm like, oh my yeah. Gosh. Fucking right, I want some straight razor work. I don't know what that means. So he he takes out this thing. I'm like, oh, this is Sweeney Todd shit. He's going to kill me. Yeah. And he puts a new razor in, and he's he's stretching my skin out, my face, and he's scraping it along. And then I, by the end of it, I looked like fucking that Drake uh, album cover. Yes. <laughs> and so if you check it, the group, I sent the pictures of it. And it, I'm all tanned where he shaved. So it's all white. I got like a white, like, 
outline around me where he did the he lined me up and did the straight razor work and he yeah. did my beard and he he um you want beard oil in it and i was like yeah i want beard oil in it and i put it in my hand and rub it around and put it in my beard but he took the eyedropper and like squeezed it along with the beard line and let it run through and then combed it through i was like oh yes that's the tip i can do and then so i was like yeah i didn't want it to end but <laughs> then he looked at me he's like well but the eyebrows I was like, no, no, that's fine. We'll leave the eyebrows. I, was like, so I said, I can't be too crisp. I don't want to look like I'm in one of those TikTok videos at the end of it. Pickle us up looking like I'm fucking a weirdo from work. So that's what's up with me. The lettuce is gone, but I had a great experience at the barber. And I that's loved it. Amazing. So, but I know it's going to be a letdown next time because at least that could be the British guy. I, uh, I have to say I'm extremely suspicious of a traveling barber. That just seems like I got my I got my eye on a traveling barber. You don't live on an island, though, Nate. You got to f- take people in. You got to fly people in. I'm not suspicious of it because that is common. Like it's like a traveling tattoo artist. You know what I mean? Like, uh, are you t- are you saying people who I should not be suspicious of? Are you doing a list? <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, Catherine? Well, I was so excited to talk about something that may surprise both of you. I don't know if you've recently saw that Saturday Night Live came out with their first musical guest, who is... You? Ice Spice. Ice Spice. Mm. So, yet again, North American Friends Movie Club shows that we're on the cutting edge of pop culture. Mm -hmm. Good point. And then also, I think we need to mention, we've been talking about the pictures that we post on um, our group chat and Nate shared the most handsomest, cutest photo of him as a seven-year-old. Oh, which the vibes are off the chart. White socks in the prairies is what I say. Oh, you could tell that those were a fresh pair, and I, you could tell that that young man knew those were the whitest socks. Like he is sitting there with a confidence that I don't know if I'll ever get back to. That's what I was. I like that is inside of you though, Nate. Like that young man's vibes are like international. Like he's not like, that's not that wasn't even our couch. Like that wasn't a couch I grew up with. That was a guest couch. And that's how yeah, at home that's, that's how at home I was feeling. <laughs> I that fabric he didn't care the fabric was different to him. He just posed normally. If I could describe the picture in one way, it's a seven year old version of Patrick Swayze in point break. <laughs> the hair, the attitude, the expression, the smoldering crisp. look, the mm-hmm. crisp white socks. Mm-hmm. It just had it all. And he was he would have rizzed up anybody. I have a mullet and bangs and yeah. ringlets going on. Yeah. All the three hair is unbelievable. It's j- and look your hand, you are relaxed AF. It's just I just can't get enough of it. I want it as a poster, but that would be weird. If I ever uh, do an album, that'll obviously be the album cover. Oh, I hope also, so. I was thinking, like, this is such a '90s house. Like, was this a family friend's house? For sure. That's probably <laughs> probably at a at a Passover seder, Hanukkah party, or something. Okay, I didn't realize that this was a mullet we were working with. I just love it even more. I just wanted I could talk about this photo. Don't you just want to brush his hair? Just, you know? I do. I want to pat his head and, like, talk to him about medieval times. <laughs> <laughs> know who's classically handsome? Who? Vampires. Good point. Okay. Good point. Pulling us around. Kate, why don't you tell us what happens in this movie? I was really hoping to get one of you guys to do this one, even though it's one of my favorite movies. What we do in Shadows is a mockumentary chronicling the lives of Iago, Vladislav, and Deacon, and Peter, which are vampires that live in uh, New Zealand, but they live in a flat together, which is an apartment house together. And it chronicles their lives as vampires trying to fit in with uh, the real world. They go through different things that uh, happen to flatmates or roommates. They come across vampires, they come across werewolves, they come across the challenges with being around the sun and different things like that. Um, They meet 
another human being who's supposed to be a virgin, but he ends up not being a virgin. They end up biting him and killing him, turning him into a vampire. And he comes in and kind of blows up their spot. And it's with their human friend, Stu. And it kind of revolves around them trying to get back to just being normal. I, I Pretty don't know how good. to finish it. I don't know how to finish Pretty it. Pretty good. The, it, it finishes with a big party. Where it's, it's just hard to sum up a, mo- a mockumentary, a documentary, because it's just real life. Stu, yeah, Stu becomes a vamp, a werewolf. And yes, then the that's vampires and the werewolves do not like each other. And then they, because everybody likes Stu, they uh, befriend each other. And so it kind of ends on a happy Perfect. note. That's how, what I, that's how I should end it. You're right. Look, look. You started the job, and then we brought in a professional to, fi- to finish it. Like the barber. Why don't we talk about some of our favorite parts of this film? Nice transition, Catherine. Let's do that. <laughs> so... The vampires are different ages, and the oldest one is Peter. And I love, one of my favorite parts of this movie is they treat Peter like a normal person, even though he's a 3,000-year-old vampire and looks terrifying. That guy does a great performance, just being like super passive and scary looking. Uh, And it is very funny that they're like, Peter, we're just having a meeting. Thought maybe we'd invite you. Peter. Peter. <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts of the movie. I knew I was going to like it right away when he was just going, Peter. Was this the first time you've seen this movie? Yeah. And <gasps> I loved how much it, I know everyone knows that it inspired the, the TV show, which is absolutely hilarious. It's one of my favorite TV shows. But how um, similar the characters are in the movie um, that spawned. I mean, obviously, I think. Vladislav is Matthew Barry, and uh, I'd say Pita is the Baron kind of situation. Oh, you think so? I think Vladislav is um, the other, the taller guy. No, I think um, Fiago is uh, Nandor. Nandor, okay. So it's interesting. I love this movie. I've been a huge fan of this movie for a long time, but I've never actually watched a TV show. But you guys saying that it's good makes me think I should watch it. Oh, you're oh, gonna love so oh, that's you're gonna if you love, love this, this. You love the show. You're gonna yeah. love the TV show more than the movie. Um, Interesting. You're gonna fall in love with Matthew Barry. There's five seasons of it. It's like having 18 of these movies. You know what? I think in my mind, I'm always scared that a TV show will be worse than a movie I like, and I didn't want to ruin it. But Matt Barry, is- no, it just expands the the universe. It's actually crazy yeah. how much of a spinoff this movie caused because then there's also a show called Wellington paranormal that I noticed was around for years. And that's about the two cops. Mm. Oh, Leary that and, walk yeah. into the house. Yeah. It's like, they got their own spinoff show too. So this movie really, and then Taiko ITD got to do Marvel movies and everyone. I'm so glad you pronounced his name first because I was, that's not how I was going to say it. Taika. Taika Waititi. And he's kind of gotten distracted by doing these big Marvel movies and stuff. And I think that's great. Like, cool, man, go make some money and stuff. But I'm excited now that I feel like he's going to go back to making Taika Waititi movies. And I hope the next thing he does is kind of more like this. Yeah, I was reading the wiki, I think it was. And he talks about how uh, they, him and Jermaine have planned to do We're Werewolves. So about the werewolves but they just can't get around to do it yet. And he said that they'll do it before they die though. So that's good news. I'll go see it. Absolutely. Yeah. They're a very funny part of the movie. Um, There's just like so many one-off lines that really made me laugh was when they're having the flat meeting and he's, he said, this is not a flat meeting, but how cool you are. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part. They're talking about how cool he is. Like, well, we're not going to have a flat meeting, but how cool you are. Nick watched this with me, and um, the whole there's a whole scene where he's uh, erotic dancing, and I love that scene. And I don't think Nick was as into it as I was. And I was like, "Would you like it if I 
dance like if I did an erotic dance for you? And I, he was like, yeah, but not if you did it like that. Like a vampire <laughs> dance. No, you shouldn't do a vampire dance. You got to watch Ice Spice, not these guys, Kate. Yeah. <laughs> don't model yourself after Deacon the vampire. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of get it. Like, You're like, Nick, would you like some biscotti? I'm just going to say biscotti. <laughs> Where Nick was talking about flu symptoms and he talked about how he just thought it was normal to have bloody eyes. That was good. And the guy, he like the one guy he finds at the bar, like they go out the first night or whenever and Nick takes them to the bars that they can never get into or don't think to go into. And then the first person Nick talks to is a uh, vampire hunter. And like, you don't believe it. Like, I forgot that was part of the movie. And you're like, okay, whatever. But then he ends up killing Peter. It's just sad. Peter. I uh, thought during that opening or the flat meeting when they both fly up during the fight, I thought yeah. all that was really funny. Every time they start hovering and it's kind of bad, like uh junior high production of Peter Pan or something like that. And they're like bumping <laughs> into the walls and shit. It's really funny. Um. He lays the towels down in the newspaper (laughs) and then it hits the main artery. That was very funny. (laughs) I feel I've related to that character a lot. That's like, that's something I would probably hit the main artery with all like preparation I've done. Well, and you would think you would figure out where it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's just a natural goofball, which I love vampires. And then seeing like the human stupid side of them is very funny for me. Like it's a really clever idea especially for a small budget film. Uh, They don't need a lot of sets. They basically only have two sets, which is the house and then the party that they end up going to. And then everything else is just like outside around in New Zealand. And I could have watched this for a lot longer. Like, yeah, it was only an hour and a half, but like, it's like super funny. That's why you're going to love I feel jealous because you get to enjoy five seasons of this now. It's actually made me excited because I don't think television is very good in general lately and I don't have many shows. Oh. So I've just been watching Murder, She Wrote and stuff like that. So As one oh does. God. As one does. <laughs> you're going to go from Murder, She Wrote to Nate, fucking- you're going to freak out. Yeah. You're literally, you're going to be talking like Matthew Barry. It's, he's your, he's you, Matthew Barry. It's your character. Jackie Daytona. Oh, you're going to love it. So uh, we got Pepper Watch. Uh, Haircut Watch is now canceled. That segment is yep. over. But now we have what we do in the shadows, Nate. I'll do an update uh, next week as to how. Oh, how my God. Awesome. His, wait till you get to the Baron's Night Out episode and the Cursed Hat. Oh, my goodness. I'm so jealous. Nick Kroll. He's hilarious. Oh, Nick Kroll's in it. I love it, Nick Kroll. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love Nick Kroll too. And the girl who plays what's her name? She's very funny. She was in um, yes. Last Night on Earth. Yep, oh, she was yeah the main female character in that show. She's in it. She's great. And Colin, who plays the energy vampire, just oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. So um, okay, we're talking about this movie yeah. though. I the have werewolves. a comment. Okay, werewolves. No, go ahead. Go your comment. No, I was going to talk about the scene where they're chasing Nick. Um, he's still a human and they're chasing him throughout the house and there's all these practical effects. So like Mm -hmm. the hand reaching out of the backpack and like them, the three of them flying through the air. And I was thinking to myself, see, this is, this is how you can do effects without having a ton of money. Like you just have to be creative. Yeah. Anyway, it, it, I couldn't agree more, Kate. I think every now and then people show up that are, you can tell how talented they are that they just have good ideas and they can make, they can do so much with so little. And then you see sometimes like a $300 million movie and it sucks so bad. Cause there's no good ideas. And yeah, kind of reminds you like, Oh yeah, there's like talented people on the earth, like especially Taika and uh, Jermaine, the two of them together are so funny. Uh, so clever. It's like Brent and Nate. It's just like Brent and Nate. Well, I feel like the three of us are obviously Brent's Viago. I'm Vladislav and you're Deacon. It just seems kind of pretty, pretty okay. self-evident there. I was hoping to be uh Stu, but no, you're Deacon. No, sorry, dude. <laughs> when Deacon was describing himself as a Nazi vampire and he had the one leg up on the, that's, that's you. That's true. That's and fucking... the erotic dancing. Yeah. 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 I mean, come on. And I'm, and I'm being cool. You're you know. playing 
practical jokes with worms and spaghetti on people. Pesquet. You like Pesquetti. Um, I thought a very underrated thing. Not underrated. I shouldn't say that. It doesn't make no sense to say that. But a very good part of this movie were the fucking werewolves. And I hope they make a, a, a spinoff about them. So many mm-hmm. funny lines. Um, were werewolves, not swearwolves. Not swearwolves. Of wrote that down. <laughs> Probably the, one of the best lines ever. And my favorite line of the whole movie was, well, you just lost those trousers, boys. <laughs> 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 get them off before you turn into a video well, you just lost that was hilarious i love just like ah i loved when uh they first meet the werewolves and then deacon pretends to throw something and one of the werewolves yeah. goes to run for it i just wrote down fake throw god his ass god <laughs> his ass he looks at one of the werewolves looks at the camera and says what's this a music video <laughs> <laughs> I liked how uh, they kept talking about Vladislav's uh, great. Uh, what do you, what would you call that? His the beast. The beast. So they keep talking about how Vladislav was beat by the beast many years ago, and it has really messed him up, and he can't uh, entrance people as much as he used to. And then the beast ends up being his ex girlfriend, and I thought yeah. that was very clever writing. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah, I agree with that. Especially because every time they say her name, it, like does this certain music cue and then shows like these old drawings of like devils and demons and stuff like that. The beast. Well, every time they say the beast, it just shows like you said, it plays the music and it shows the same like badly drawn picture of this like blob with a penis and testicles. Yeah, the penis involved in his, in the middle of his chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, the that was the beast. <laughs> um, Nick said that Stu was the reddest guy he knew. That was good. Yeah. The reddest guy he had <laughs> ruddy cheeks. Like how like, delicious he looked because yeah. he was the reddest guy he knew. Um, That's so funny. I laughed very, very... Um, it felt bad for Peter when he got the sunlight on him and he was on fire. But when Vatislav was yelling to get out of the way and then he threw the little like flower pot of water on Peter yeah. and then he said, I was too late. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It only made like five million dollars total, which is a shame. But I feel like it's a cult classic. You know what I mean? Like I hope so. I sure hope so. I hope so too. If you ha- listen, audience, if you have not watched this, do yourself a favor. Please watch it in the month of October because this will definitely put you in the put you in the spirit. And also, I what is this rated? This might be an okay movie to watch with like older kids, you could maybe probably twelve no. or thirteen. You could probably watch yeah. this movie. I don't see where it's rated. I'd go so far to say that this is the funniest movie that came out between 2010 and 2020. Ooh, that's a bold fucking claim. Oh, my. Funniest movie of the decade. I'd go that far. Wow. I can't think of a comedy that I thought was funnier than this movie. I'd have to look at other comedies before I would agree or disagree with you, but that's a bold claim, and I love bold claims. I know you like a bold claim, Brent. Oh, a hot take? I'm a big fan. You stand by it. Listen, here's a little PSA I was going to bring up earlier. Um, To my children who will listen to this after I'm dead, I'm sure, because they miss me and they want to hear their father's voice. Sure. Always stand by your hot takes. No matter what. Double down. Long as they don't hurt anybody, if you truly believe it, that's your father's advice right now. Stick to your guns, even though people yell at you. because. It odds are you're probably right if you're willing to say it out loud, even though you know you'd be mocked. There was an account today that talked about the Dracula movie. They described it, and they described it very well the way I described it. And I said, so I was right. And they said, yes, you were. So, see, I was correct when Nate and Kate were shitting on it. So, children. Where were we shitting on it? Yeah, we both enjoyed that movie quite a bit. Thank you, Nate. No, um, no, I'm right. Um, so that person was correct. And my next PSA goes out to um, your sweet, sweet Juliet, Jules, Kate's daughter. I am a big component of letting you watch bad stuff. And when you're older, you're going to listen to this. And let, I, I was always in your corner and I always had your back that I wanted you to 
watch bad things and I wanted to teach you curse words. I love you. <laughs> you can't <laughs> gotta get the bleep out. Now Nate gotta bleep it out. <laughs> so I'm um, that's my PSA. Jules, when you're older, listen to these episodes back because you want to hear your mother's voice. I I was the cool Uncle Brent and I wanted to teach you bad things. And Jules, his advice is not my advice. If you have a hot take and you learn more information about that subject or situation that leads you to have an alternative idea about it, feel free to have a flexible intellect and to take a different stance when you have more information. Or you could just you. have or you could just have a backbone, Jules. Love you too. <laughs> I love you more. And uh, Jules, my my advice, Jules, is if you only got a little bit of weed, what you need to do is Google buckets. Okay. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, we're so fucking stupid. Uh, you guys we have, a, we have a quiz? I got a quiz. Ooh. Uh question number one. This is a classic Brent quiz. I think there's seven questions. One, two. Six, seven questions. What city do they live in, these vampires and werewolves? Is it A, Auckland, B, Wellington, C, Hastings, or D, Dunedin? Who goes first? Uh, It's always me or Brent, so this time, Kate, you go first. I'm going to say Wellington. I'm also going to say Wellington. You are both correct. They live in Wellington. How old does Vladislav say he was when he was turned into a vampire? That's Jermaine Clement. Mm. Uh, 16, 17, 19, or 18? He was, I'm going to say, 17. I have no idea. I'm going to say 18. This is annihilated. Wow. Whoa! No! It's a point for Nate because he says he was 16 years old, which oh is very God. funny. Very, very fucking funny. <laughs> oh, yes, because, yeah, life was very hard for them at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Age you a little more. Yeah. Uh, the Unholy Masquerade is hosted by three groups. Which of the following groups did I make up? The Wellington Vampire Society, Lower Hut Vampire and Witch Club, the Tomaru Vampire League, or the Karari Zombie Society. I'm going to pick the third one. I'm also going to pick the third Tomorrow Vampire League. You guys, I spent so much time trying to get that question, and of course you're correct. God damn it. I was Googling New Zealand. I was Googling populations. Good job, Kate. Good job, Thank Kate. You. What bar does Nick's friend work as a bouncer? Boogie Wonderland, the Big Kumara, Hawthorne Lounge, or the Shady Lady? I'm going to say B. I'm going to say Boogie Wonderland. Catherine is on the board. I thought the Big Kumara. Big Kumara is the bar that they that's owned by vampires that they're allowed to. That's empty. That Deacon loves, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, and he holds the vote, and he's so disappointed that they're not going yeah. there. <laughs> what martial art does Stu have a black belt in? Karate, judo, kung fu, or taekwondo? Um, I'm going to say karate. I'm also going to say karate. And I'm going to say that I get a point because Stu is a black belt in taekwondo. This is annihilated. Whoa! No! Damn it. Taekwondo, the way Brent says it. Taekwondo? Taekwondo. Taekwondo. I say Taekwondo. Speaking of Stu, Stu teaches them the internet. Uh, He teaches them how to Google stuff. And the first thing that Viago wants them to Google is about his scarf that he lost what year did he lose his scarf 1910 1911 1912 or 
I'm saying that I get another point because it was 1912. This is annihilated. Wow. Whoa! No! Holy Damn. shit. And Nate has Holy tied shit. it up. He's come charging back. One question remains. The score is Kate has three, Nate has three, Brent has two. Oh, my God. What was the name of Yago's servant who screwed up the postage and sent him on a trip around the world so that he missed his love? Was it Philip, Pierre, Paul, or Pierce? I'm going to say Philip. I was going to say Philip because it sounds right, um, but I need to get one right to even have a chance. I'm going to say Paul. I regret to inform myself and Brent that Kate has won the quiz. Ah, I knew it was Philip. Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. Good job, Kate. Thanks. I'm getting a little upset, though, about the winning. Yeah, Kate is she's pretty hot right now. I feel like like a really good podcast should have some variety in it. <laughs> well, uh, there's only two people to blame. Yeah. Oh, that is the biggest insult that's been said <laughs> that was on a, this show another, in third one Another moment yeah. from Kate. I love you guys and I'm sorry, but I'm not, I don't think it's right or validating to our friendship if I deliberately no, try to lose. No, you can't tank it on purpose. No, no, you can't. No, you can't. And we would know. Watch me like try to lose and I'll still win. Okay. I'll do that. Okay. <laughs> well, next week will be mine. So then it's unlikely I'll win. So, uh, you guys want to give this movie some medals? Hell yeah. Uh, medal time, bronze medals. Who did you guys give your bronze medal to? Uh, I had a lot of trouble, man. I love, I love it for basically every single person in this movie, I think is knocking it out of the park. So I'm curious to see who you guys picked. I chose Stu Rutherford as Stu, the human who turned into a werewolf. I thought he was such, um, an important character in the film and he's kind of the straight man for um all of the silliness that goes on around him and i thought he did a great job and i think it's awesome that like his name is Stu in real life he's so fucking funny i'm going to give my bronze to two people because i couldn't decide um ben francham and reese darby um ben played peter and Reese played the leader of the werewolves. Anton stole the show. I gave my bronze medal to Reese. I fucking love. I loved him in this movie. I think he's funny in this. I think he's super funny in the Flight of the Concords television show. He's really fucking funny. And then also in the new pirate show, Our Flag Means Death. Mm. He's very funny. And even though that show is kind of medium, it's, yeah, it's medium. Not bad, but not great. Oh, can I can I mention something before we move to Silver? Is that Stu, I just am reading this, was initially told he would only have a bit part in the film because he was just a high school friend of Watiti's. Yeah. And so they told him that so he would act more natural when filming. And he didn't realize that his role was so important until the film's yeah. premiere. So that's why he's so like normal. It's so good. And, and Taika was like, don't take any acting classes. Don't do anything. Just show up. <laughs> like it's actually really hard to keep a completely deadpan straight face when everybody around you is doing the most wackiest crazy shit but he just looks so unfazed at all parts of the movie it's so funny so good silver who'd you give yours to i'm gonna give my silver to taika watiti as viago von dorna schmarten schmieden heidenberg sure. nivon blitzenberg <laughs> Uh, because he, I just liked the character. I don't know. And I like what TT, so. He is really funny in this movie. Very. Keep My the- silver. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I was just going to add that he based his performance on his mother. Oh, that makes it even funnier, actually. 
Tita. 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 <laughs> My silver is going to go to Jermaine Clement. Uh, he was very funny as Vladislav. Um, the look that he gives the camera when he's uh, Stu asked him if you, you can if you want to poke the guy, and he was known as being a poker. That was very very funny, and he gets my silver. I agree, Brent. I'm giving him my silver. I think, uh, I think he's so fucking funny, and it's actually kind of weird that we don't see him more in stuff. Like I, I feel like he should be in a bunch of movies and a bunch of TV shows, but he doesn't show up in very many things. But he, he's so fucking funny, man. Yeah, voice incredible. Good. I am giving my gold to Jermaine Clement, who based his character off of the vampire in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm-hmm. I can see it. His Gary Oldman's portrayal specifically, so. Uh, he is a gem. He's a he's a global prize. He gets a gold. Hope someone calls me a global prize someday. Hey man, um, we'll see. Yeah, podcast. My gold medal is gonna go to Taika Watiti. Um, just a sweetheart of a character as a vampire. Mm-hmm. Just trying to keep the house together. Trying to make look out for everybody. Peter, he's my um, and the line. My second favorite line is, "It's not a flat meeting, but how cool you are." Um, so he's very funny, and he gets my gold medal. Uh, I had to split. I had to split my gold. I just couldn't pick, uh, and I couldn't ignore the other medals I gave. So I split mine between Stuart Rutherford and Corey Gonzalez. How do I say his last name? mocker i don't know m-a-c-u-e-r that's hard to say uh he plays nick uh Stu, we already talked about Stu is so funny but to me this the whole movie is made by nick's super um earnest performance and in his moments when he's like i'm over being a vampire and he looks so sad and stuff like that i just think that this movie he holds the whole thing together and he does such a great job and he's obviously not a big professional actor. He's just a funny guy. And I loved him. Loved him. Yay. Would the two of you and me included like to give this movie a rating? Yes. Yes. The script for this movie, uh, out of 10, what would you give the script for this movie? Brent first. 10. 10. Yeah, I'm giving it, I'm giving it a 10 too. I think it's, uh, super, super clever as, uh, for like a small movie for people who want to be filmmakers to watch something like this and be like, this is what you can do with very little. Like they obviously had more budget than the normal uh, tiny independent movie. Cause they had the Peter Pan flying rigs and enough graphics budget to put Jermaine Clement's face on a cat. But other than that, it's pretty much <laughs> just uh, it's pretty much just a camera and a set and some stock footage and some funny music. Like it's incredible what they pull off with that little. And so obviously a 10, it's very much a 10. I can't say anything more than what Nate just said. It's a 10. The art direction for this movie, the costumes, the sets, uh, all of that jazz, the props. Um, I'm giving it a 10. I loved it. I love everything about this movie. If I don't give every everything a 10, I'll be surprised. I'm with you, Kate. I loved their house, the the set that they built, or if that was a house, I don't know, but the peeling wallpaper and the animals on the wall and the fucked up art and all their outfits and costumes and how uh, Nick has kind of a similar jacket to Deacon. That's all just fucking so funny. 10. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I also give it a 10, uh, very realistic blood portrayal, which is great. Love to see that um, more realistic than Dracula. 
Bram Stoker's, so that's good. Oh. So it gets a 10. Uh, the music for this film. No bangers. See, here's... I I wasn't <laughs> sure if Brent would decide there's bangers or not, because that first song where it goes, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. I'm like, that's kind of a banger. That's got a bit of a banger. That's the theme song for the show, too, Nate. You'll love it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give it a 10 because especially the little song they play when they're like standing in the entrance to their house and one of them's playing a stand-up bass and Taika's playing the trumpet. Like that shit is funny, 10. I'm also giving it a 10 because I loved the song they played when Deacon did his erotic dance. Mm-hmm. The like flutes or the clarinets or the whatever. I don't know. I love it. Um, You don't really need a, a lot of music and a, and a mockumentary documentary but you're dead by norma tenega is on my official playlist that i listen to every day it's on mine too brent because it's a banger that's why so that's it's a 10 okay good point uh this movie is a new zealand mockumentary horror comedy as a new zealand mockumentary horror comedy what would you give this movie I'm giving it a 10 because it hits all of it's those. Got, for me, it's got every single one of those things as much as I've ever seen in a movie. I don't know if anyone will ever, will ever even get close. It's a 10. It nails every single one. 10, 10, 10. Oh, oh something magical is about to happen. <laughs> uh, the theme of our month uh, is spooky movies, movies that make you in the mood for Halloween. They give you the Halloween feeling. Uh, this movie has one of the most classic Halloween parties you could ever go to. We got zombies, we got witches, we got vampires, we got stew. It's a fucking 10. It makes me so in the mood for Halloween. Completely agree. This is Halloween. This is my vibe, 10. It's what Halloween should be. Enjoying spooky things, having fun with it, seeing all the characters, all the classic guys it's a 10 perfect we've done it score perfect movie 50 don't even have to get the calculator out don't got to do any decimals not a single division sign it's a 50 and people are going to be mad why because people that's what they do is i would probably our listeners yeah they're gonna say this is not a perfect movie and i want my response to that is you give you at reply me or message me what was wrong mm-hmm. with it. That's all. Yeah. And I'll fight you in the comments. Yeah. And he'll fight you physically in real life if you try it too. Well. <laughs> but only with one arm. And one leg. Uh, and one leg. <laughs> it's not really. A, if you want to fight, fine. You know what? Fine. You want to fight a guy with one leg, one arm? You want to do you a big man? Guy. Feel, you want to feel good? It says a lot about you than it does me. <laughs> Uh, that means we're at the part of the show where Kate is going to tell us what movie we're going to watch next week. So Catherine, why don't you give us a little sneak peek? Excellent. I have been diligently, uh, processing and thinking about this. And, um, I reached out to friend of the pod, Jay Krieger, who Mm -hmm. runs a very awesome, serious horror podcast that reviews horror films. Like, they probably do research. Yeah. Yeah, he writes, like, real narrative, and it's very good. It's different than ours. You should, tell, you should say the name of the show. <laughs> it's the Daily Horror Habit Podcast. Um, it's a horror movie podcast, and it's weekly movie discussion hosted by Jay Krieger. So, the four that I was working off of were The Exorcist, House of a Thousand Corpses, Children of the Corn, and Bone Tomahawk. Oh my goodness. Bone Tomahawk (laughs) is a movie I don't think any of us have seen. I have seen Bone Tomahawk and I'll never ever forget it for the rest of my life. Okay. Children of the Corn because it's got Midwest Halloween vibes. Mm -hmm. Definitely. House of a Thousand Corpses because who doesn't like Rob Zombie? Robert. Robert Zombie. And the choice that we will be watching next week the horror classic, The Exorcist. Oh, it's so scary. Jay suggested it as well because they're 
they're coming out with the re-release and it's supposed to be dog shit. So let's watch the original and the best one, The Exorcist. It's been a long time since I watched this movie. It absolutely scared the shit out of me the first time I watched it. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing the the priest get puked on and uh, (laughs) it's going to be really intense. It's going to be intense. And I wanted to choose something um, not funny, not vampires, legit messy. Scary. Very excited. Demons. Did you see Bone Tomahawk, Brent? No. I might just watch it anyway. Did you see it? No. There is one of the fucking craziest things I've ever seen in a movie that happens in that movie. Kurt Russell's in it, and that's why I wanted to watch it. Because it's a Kurt Russell horror uh, western. Okay, Rossi. Top, top three craziest thing I've ever seen in a movie, for sure. And maybe number one. But yeah. <gasps> okay, don't tell me until I see it. Oh, and you'll know. <laughs> you <go>. You'll know. <laughs> this is what he was, to which he was referring. Yeah, you'll know. <laughs> he does his dishes right away. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> The dishwasher is broken. <laughs> well, that means there's only one thing left to do, and that's say goodnight, Kate. Good night, Kate. Peter, say goodnight to Kate. Life had been good to Chris McNeil. She was a successful actress. Her daughter Reagan was a happy, healthy 12-year-old. Until that night at the party when a terrible force entered their lives and strange things began to happen. Nobody expected it. Nobody believed it. And nothing could stop it. Antonia, that thing upstairs isn't my daughter. You tell me you know for a fact that an exorcism wouldn't do any good. You tell me that! The one hope. The only hope. The Exorcist, rated R. Mother, what's wrong with me? I'm not judging you. I like it. I like your spunk. Thank you. I like your spunk. Thanks. That's gross. Yeah, I didn't. I, I yep. wish there was a better word. That <laughs> yep. I wish they hadn't ruined that one. I wish they hadn't. It's really it. fucked up there. <laughs>